Hi everyone, Eva Hunter here with another episode of Wide Awake in the Dream, a new podcast about presence, mindfulness, and meditation. The calendar just changed over to the year 2021, a big relief to most everyone as we hope for a better year ahead. New Year's is traditionally a time when we look to the future and make resolutions to improve ourselves and our lives. It might be to do something we've always wanted to do, or to counteract a bad habit, or maybe shake up our routines. But too often, we lose our steam after a few weeks, and sooner or later, find ourselves back at square one. So what if we instead set our resolutions, or intentions, from a place of being in tune with ourselves, grounded in the present moment, and listening to the voice of our heart. Today, we'll explore how to give our resolutions the best possible chance by creating an inner state conducive to achieving your goals. And we'll look at the differences between making resolutions and setting intentions. Is it more than just semantics? I'll also share a meditation technique that's super effective and easy to do, and as always, there's a companion audio file with the guided meditation where we open ourselves up to hearing the voice within. I'm glad you're here with me today as we dive into making our dreams come true. Isn't that what New Year's resolutions are really about? The way I used to do New Year's resolutions was to basically make a list of everything that I didn't like about myself and then craft resolutions that would fix all those bad parts of myself. Now, I don't advocate using words like fix or bad when it comes to talking about the self, but back then that's exactly how I thought about it. I was convinced that there were a bunch of things wrong with me and that it was up to me to identify those things and use my willpower to overcome them. End of story. Well, it became clear over time that my efforts to stick with my resolutions generally fizzled out after a few weeks. I'd be all gung-ho for a while, and then something would happen to trigger an emotional response inside me, and I'd be off the diet or putting an end to the gym trips or tossing out the complicated life plan I'd just created for myself. Making resolutions was clearly not working for me, and yet I seemed to forget all about that by the time the following January rolled around, and I'd do it all over again. Sound familiar? Then I began studying and practicing meditation, and things slowly started to shift. I started feeling a real sense of connection with myself and with everything around me. As I got deeper and deeper into meditation and energy work, I became more aware of the beautiful life essence that we all have inside and felt less like there was something wrong with me. So, the tone of my resolutions changed being more about how I wanted to expand, what I wanted to experience more of, instead of focusing on a problem that I thought needed fixing. So rather than making a list of what I didn't like about myself, I started meditating on what I wanted to bring into my life, looking at this more in terms of qualities than things. So making intentions for states of being rather than something on the physical plane like setting an intention for more vibrant health rather than resolving to go on a diet, or setting an intention for deeper, more meaningful relationships 
instead of joining a dating website. I also began to notice that my intentions had more oomph behind them when I set them from a place of truly believing I actually deserved to have this experience or quality of life or whatever the intention was and could allow myself to have it. When I would set an intention during a deep meditation where my heart was really soaring and I felt a profound sense of connection with everything, it felt like I could easily override any hidden negativity or self-sabotage, like those obstacles weren't tall enough to block the high vibration of an intention launched on a current of love. As humans, we're so outwardly focused that it seems easy and natural to do things in order to make them happen. Research what gym you'd like to join, sign up, buy some new workout gear, etc., but we're much less used to doing the inner work needed to smooth the way for things to come into our lives. Love your body, believe in your abilities, respect yourself. Putting our inner ducks in a row actually creates an environment where we can fully receive that which we're asking for. In the guided meditation today, I'll lead you through creating an atmosphere for yourself in which you can generate your own inner oomph, your own clear path to receiving. To get there, we'll activate our hearts to get all our systems humming, also known as being in coherence. And then we'll invite our inner voice forward. The idea here is to listen to our heart's wisdom on what to set as our main intention. The ego has its own ideas on what we should do, but when the heart speaks, we can get down to what's really the most important thing to focus on what to invite into our lives so that we can truly thrive. So think about your own process for making resolutions or setting intentions. How do you choose which intentions to set? What underlying beliefs, assumptions, and self-images do they spring from? If your resolution is to work out, is that because you think it's a fun way to feel healthier and get more energy? Or is it because you're trying to please someone else or meet an arbitrary cultural ideal. The underlying reason why you want to change may well be buried under many layers of childhood programming, cultural bias, and self-judgment. This is why New Year's resolutions can be so tricky. Do you have a knowing in your heart that things can be better than they are right now? Most of us do, and we can imagine ourselves feeling more loved, more abundant, and more fulfilled but it takes us down to the root of our beings, touching on our deepest wounds. Though some of those currents are hidden, there's also a part of you that knows deep down what it is. Your gut and your heart have a lot to say about these things, and when we pay attention to those messages, we can begin to integrate the emotional charges of past experiences, heal ourselves, and transcend our limiting beliefs. That may sound lofty and hard to attain, but I'd venture to say that everyone listening has had some experience of this, though perhaps you're not even aware of it. Think about a time when you were trying to make a difficult decision. It was a tough one. You were indecisive, going back and forth. And then when you finally made your decision, your body gave its own response. There was a visceral feeling of validation in your heart or gut. You didn't just know you made the right decision, your body felt it too. 
or the opposite. You made a decision, but you didn't feel that full body yes that you know you're capable of. So maybe you reconsider. Listening to your body is a great way to tap into your own knowingness. And finding clarity on the underlying intention behind your resolutions helps the process. But even if you're not sure yet where a certain impulse comes from, you can still create conditions in which your intention can thrive, launching them from a place of love and acceptance. That's an equation that gives us a fighting chance to make a lasting change, given our ego's propensity for control and the momentum of our unconscious drives. In today's meditation, we make contact with the heart and open ourselves up to its voice. That's a great start, and you can do this meditation as often as you like. I have to be honest here, though. If you're working on deep-seated issues that have held sway over your life for years, then one meditation is probably not going to do the trick. Miracles do happen, but starting a daily meditation or mindfulness practice or doing some other self-reflective personal work, is often necessary to shift ourselves into a healing mode where we can find compassion for ourselves and begin to integrate our inner pain and charged emotions. There are lots of different ways to talk about this depending on what modality you're using, but I think you get the drift. Balance all that outward focus with some heartfelt, dedicated inner work. And ask for help. The incredible stresses of the past year have likely triggered each and every one of us in some foundational way. Start a meditation or other inner practice, do some online counseling, read inspiring books, journal, paint, sing, and don't just dabble, dive in. Though it's been a challenging year, one of the silver linings is that we can, if we choose to go there, get to the heart of the matter much more easily because our hidden stuff is not so hidden anymore. And when you dedicate energy and attention toward integrating these parts of yourself, you're opening a door to a more full expression of your divine self. And we could use more of that in the world. Before we transition into learning our meditation technique, I wanted to mention my perspective on the difference between making resolutions and setting intentions. I think it might help some of you see why resolutions are inherently difficult to maintain. The way I see it, resolutions are concrete goals that you set for yourself that take some form of effort or discipline to achieve. It's a process of doing. Intentions, and I'm talking here specifically about setting intentions as a spiritual process, are states of being or experiences or things you wish to bring into your life. To do that, you match the vibration of that which you're asking to receive, generally a high vibration like love or appreciation or abundance. It's a process of being. In both cases, there's some action taken to advance your goals. With resolutions, it all comes down to physical and mental effort trying to make something happen. But with intention setting, the emphasis is overwhelmingly on the inner alignment part of it, along with taking some small action to demonstrate your intention. You're letting go of effort and allowing something to happen, inviting it. There's a surrender here that many of us find challenging, 
but it opens unexpected doorways in your life and makes for some astounding coincidences and synchronicities. I talked earlier about creating an atmosphere in which your intentions can be fruitfully launched. Well, one of the meditation techniques that I use every day helps to build the foundation of that atmosphere, those conditions under which our intentions and ourselves can thrive. It's called grounding and involves establishing an energy connection with the earth. It's an electrical term that's valid for our energy bodies as well. In a building's electrical system, grounding offers excess electricity the most effective and safest route from an appliance back to the ground. It's a way energy is released from a system. Our energy bodies also need a way to release energy, which is why I create a grounding cord for myself at the beginning of every meditation. I think of it as my vibrational disposal, a way to let go of energies that are interfering with the healthy functioning of my subtle energy systems. Our language reflects this too. We refer to people as being grounded or ungrounded. Another word for grounded is earthy, as opposed to spacey. When we're grounded, we feel solid and present and capable. If we were doing an in-person meditation class, I'd pair us up for a visceral demonstration of how grounding feels. So imagine a partner standing right in front of you, facing you, and they gently push you on your shoulders. What happens? Most people lose their balance and have to step backward to maintain their footing. Then we all ground, imagining a cord of energy flowing from the bottom of your torso down to the center of the earth, letting it be strong and wide and firmly connected at each end. Then we do the same exercise with your partner gently pushing you on the shoulders, and no one has to step backwards. They stay strong and stable. It's almost like having a third leg for balance. And not just physical balance, but emotional and spiritual balance as well. Grounding helps us be more present and focused in this physical reality. If you tend to get lost in your mind or feel like you're not in your body somehow, grounding is a great thing to do every morning. Our bodies feel much more safe and secure when we're energetically connected to the planet and our focus of attention is inside the body. You can also physically ground the body by walking barefoot on the grass or soil or sand. This is also known as earthing and deals with how the body goes into a healing mode when exposed to the Earth's own electrical charge. It's a fascinating topic, and I encourage you to look it up. There's even a movie about it. Well, the best way to understand grounding is to experience it, so let's get going on the meditation. Depending on how you're listening to this podcast, today's meditation may just start to play automatically once this episode is over. If not, you'll find it listed under Wide Awake in the Dream as Episode 2 Meditation, Voice of Your Heart. Today's meditation is about 15 minutes long. It's longer than the last time, but please stick with it. We need the extra time to go deeper. I encourage you to take the time to do it now, or you can bookmark it for later. Before we get started with the meditation, I wanted to thank you for joining me here today. It's been a profound process for me to develop this episode, 
and I hope you received some insights for yourself along the way. I'll be back with another episode in two weeks. Until then, keep breathing deeply and let your beautiful light shine out into the world. 